Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jess. I'm Mandy. And we are Drama Bonded, a podcast where we bond over the trauma and... Well, wait. Drama. (laughs) Trauma and drama. Drama and trauma. (laughs) Yeah. In the Bachelor multiverse. (laughs) And throughout Western pop culture. Hello. Hi. So, how are we doing? Today kind of sucks, but I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. Just chugging along. I am... Loving the season so far. So, you know, holding on to the fact that I feel like we've got good content to talk about. I will say, I felt like this episode went by really fast. And I I did not remember feeling that way during Zach's season. Oh, my God. No, some of those dragged on. I mean, I will say, and I know we've talked about this before, the earlier half of the season, there it feels more engaging. It feels more lighthearted. There's more drama. It's just a little bit more messy and fun. And then once you get to like, I don't know, top six, top four, things get more serious. The tone changes. The show gets more formulaic. Um, so I, I'm trying to remember that we're kind of in the fun part of the show. But yeah. Yeah. Let it be fun. I'm enjoying it. Well, before we get to all the fun, we have a candy review today. Um, Haribo, is that who said it? Yeah, that sounds right to me. Haribo Rainbow Gummy Worms. Yeah, and so they're one gummy worm that is flavored black currant, lemon, and strawberry. And they're kind of chonky. They're like little, they're little chunky guys. Yeah, they're delicious too. I I like the harder, chewier candy sometimes, and the flavor of these really works with the texture too. Yeah, I will say I was a little disappointed when I looked at the serving size and it's like four worms as a serving. It's like who the fuck is only eating four worms? But I thought the flavor was great. I love all three of the flavors, especially together. And I think it's a good mix or um, I, I should say remix on like a traditional gummy worm. For sure. It makes me laugh that you pay attention to serving sizes. I buy candy with full intention of just eating it all <laughs> and never, ever think of serving sizes. And as somebody who works with clients and nutrition, like that's obviously <laughs> maybe not something I should be admitting. But yeah, I, I'm not a serving size kind of girl when it comes to candy. <laughs> I don't always portion out serving sizes. It's more so of like a mental note of like, oh, this is how many pieces equals this. And it doesn't mean that it influences how much or how little I eat. But when I saw four worms, I was like, nobody is only eating four worms. I think I will say, though, that the regular like black forest gummy worms are similar because Saul and I went through a little phase where we were eating either gummy worms or gummy bears during our training sessions because intracarbs are where it's at. Yeah. Muscle gain. Candy, you guys. Uh, but I was always really bummed at the how few worms I got where I had to eat like half a worm at a time because I'd get like 10 gummy bears, which was yeah. awesome. And then you get like, yeah, four gummy worms. And you're like, well, I guess I'll just eat this slowly so that it feels like I've got something. I realize in theory that it takes many gummy bears to make up the length of a gummy worm. Totally. But in my brain, it's still only one piece of candy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm with you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I get it. I'm with you. Okay, so this is a really good candy. Definitely worth trying. Yes. Serving size, disappointing. Haribo for the win. Yeah. 
Well, I wanted to start out today. You and I have touched on this, I think, several times, but this idea Brayden brings up, and we'll get more into detail about Brayden's one-on-one immediately after this, but I think it's always such an interesting dynamic when you've got guys coming in saying, you know, outright that they're not ready for engagement. And I just kind of wanted to get your take on Brayden being like really upfront with not being ready for engagement and how like that, that dynamic just throughout the, the theme of that kind of throughout all of these bachelorette seasons, it seems. Okay. I, I'm kind of mixed. Yeah. Um, because on the one hand, if you know anything about the show, you kind of know that, and we've talked about how it's problematic that the show ends in engagement. So, you know, that's like a caveat. Yeah. But that's what the show is. And Charity is, you know, going on this journey, <laughs> hoping to end in engagement. That is her expectation. Yep. So she is looking for a partner that aligns with that expectation. Even though I find that problematic, that's what it is. And so if you're a guy that comes on the show, you need to be aware of that expectation. And you should kind of know if you, I guess, first of all, are in a place in your life where you can see yourself being open to that. But on the other side of it, I do think that Brayden is kind of right to be like, dude, these guys that are just blindly like, I'm totally ready to get down on one knee when they've only spent hours with this woman. Like, that's also kind of crazy. So. It's kind of mixed for me because I do think it's problematic to come on the show knowing what Charity's expectations are and being like, I don't know if I can get there. While honest, problematic. But on the other hand, like you are, you still, you still should be figuring out if Charity is right for you. It's not just if you're right for Charity. And I don't think that you should be telling Charity like face to face, like I can see myself getting down on one knee after maybe only spending a few hours with her. Right. So I do see like, you know, as much as Brayden is problematic and kind of a lot, there was some tr- there were some nuggets of truth to what he was saying. Like these guys are kind of crazy for just saying that they can do that. And I think this all kind of ties into the you know, people being here for the air quote fingers, right Right. reasons. And that's partly what it was so interesting to me is like what, yeah, the the right reasons thing is, is really fascinating when you think about it in this situation of like, is it the right reason that you're just going to like come in here, guns a blazing, ready to fall in love, ready to get married, because that can lead to some really poor decision-making. On the other hand, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think like having a level head about it is smart. Although I do not think Brayden is smart and I have some some like major caveats with him, but I do think it was an interesting thought experiment. Who was the guy that was the runner up to Rachel Reikia? Oh, Avon. Avon. Okay, so I feel like this is kind of similar to the Avon situation. No, it's not similar, but I feel like Avon was an interesting situation yes. where he obviously loved Rachel. And he could see himself being in a relationship with Rachel outside of the show. But he didn't know if he was in a place to get down on one knee and like take that step in the relationship that soon. Right. And I think the difference is there too. He was very clearly going to potentially be in that situation. Whereas it's like, Brayden, my dude, it's episode three. Right. You need to chill. And 
at the same time, though, like it is really smart, I think, for people to be thinking about this because the engagement is so fast and like it is accelerated. You do get time with people sort of in a bubble, but you don't get the amount of time that you'd think they get. I mean, it's it's probably hours, maybe days. <laughs> yeah, and I do think it is important to remember that this is almost like a time warp vacuum bubble experience where you don't have access to the real world. You're kind of set up to think that it's a competition, even though it's not. So there's always this aspect of like wanting to feel chosen and by that one person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That it's like, if you met this person at a bar in the real world, would you just click with them and think that this person could be your future? Totally. I loved, I can't remember her name. And we didn't, we didn't podcast Clayton season, which is a travesty. That is a travesty. But that first night where that one girl was like, not this guy. Fuck this. I'm out. He is not even, I, and all of the women were like, horrified that how dare she make a decision like that about the lead. But then the reality of it was like, that was a good decision. If this isn't the person that you would go for and you're not interested, it's a good time to leave. I think that's kind of refreshing. And I think moments like that in Bachelor, like in the formula of the Bachelor to kind of break us out of the the pattern and be like, whoa, yeah, this is kind of weird and crazy. No matter, you know, how many seasons we've watched, it's like the situation is pretty fucked up if you think about it. (laughs) Right. And it doesn't, while it is about the lead, people also have to like do some self-introspection and be like, is this the person for me? Is this the place for me? Is this process going to be something that at the end of the day I can be comfortable with? Like there's so many factors too into a contestant choosing to stay that it is wild to me when it feels like people don't take the time to think that through. Also though, maybe you shouldn't announce that to everybody. Yeah, Brayden, like keep things to yourself or talk to charity. Like, I don't know why you have to be so performative about it. Yeah. But he's also very young and immature. I know, which is a whole nother thing for me is like, I'm sorry, what 24 year old guy is like raring to go to get married? Like so few. So get out of here. Like go live your life. Go have fun. Go be the fuck boy you want to be. Get more comfortable with your fashion choices. I love it. Lean in and then come back when you're like, you know a little older and feeling like you've lived some more life. Well, then we have people like Jason that was dating Gabby. Oh my God. I still am just like, I can't not think about that guy. I, so I don't think Jason was cut out for the show. No. I think it made it really hard for him to like be himself and feel comfortable in any social interaction. But I think he legitimately had feelings for Gabby and I think he did see a future with her. But I think the context of the show put so much pressure on it. Do you know what I mean? It was interesting because I don't think he was ready for an engagement, but I legitimately believed that he was falling in love with her. Right. And I feel that same way about Avon too. And it was sort of just the realization of like, oh, oh, this is a lot really fast. Maybe we should like see how we translate into the real world before we make some big decision. And then you have to think about, so is the, is the formula of the show setting couples up to fail because it's putting so much pressure on the lead to think, Unless this ends in an engagement, I'm a failure. Yeah, it does feel like production really sells it that way because what sells the show right now is this idea of a heteronormative life that ends in marriage, kids, nuclear family. 
And I think the show would do better to present us with a different outcome uh, and normalize long-term dating, living together, getting to know somebody, really living your lives and maybe never getting married. Or if you choose to, great for you. But like that isn't the epitome of a successful relationship. I think we see so many queer couples who choose not to get married or haven't been allowed to get married who have lived very happily, mm -hmm. successfully. You know, I know people, just anybody can do that. So yeah, I think it's an issue with the show, big time. What if the couple, they don't get engaged, but eventually, you know, maybe a year, years down the road, they decide to get engaged. What if the show were to still like buy the engagement ring for them? You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. That still is awesome. And the, and the show is always com coming back to successful couples from the show. So I don't know. Yeah. Highlight success in being patient. Yeah. Or like, yeah, they made it and they're still in love. Woo. Or if they don't want a ring, give them a down payment for a house. Yeah. Whatever they want. Like advertise that. Yeah. That would be way more incentive to go on this show and like for people to, to write it out to the end. And it might eliminate some of this hesitancy to continue on with the process or I don't know, to hurt the lead's feelings by being like, yeah, I don't think I'm ready or I don't want to do this, you know, give set people up to be more successful. So, well, thanks for asking. That was an interesting little. Yeah. Side journey. I enjoyed that. Um, so we, we start off with Charity apologizing to the guys for ditching out on the pool party mm -hmm. and that she can't take it anymore here in L.A. Is this when she's in like a metallic pink jacket? Dude, Joey was all over that. He sees Charity. <laughs> He's like, not only is she a babe, look at that jacket. And I'm like, yes, Joey. Yes. Damn straight. Um, kind of weird that they're like, yeah, we're going somewhere, but you know what? Our budget sucks. So we're going to load you guys onto a bus with apparently no AC and you're going to drive for three hours, but Brayden gets to go fly in a helicopter. Yeah. Oceanside, California. I, I have to think that when they first heard that, the guys were like, wow. And then they're like, no, you need to be more excited. We need to like re-record that. Yeah. Try again. <laughs> Oceanside is really beautiful. I, I went there a few years ago with some friends and we stayed right there at that same pier. Like our hotel must have been right next door to the seaside, whatever they stayed in. This was right there in that area. It's cute. It's quaint. It's quiet. I had like one of the best runs of my life at sea level. It's really flat there. I mean, I'm, I think Oceanside's amazing. I'm just saying when you're, you know, in Hollywood or wherever they were, maybe Malibu. I think they were actually in Hollywood or L.A. Yeah. You know, so it's like, woo. Yeah, hard to be excited. Like, you're not even changing states. Like, they can't yeah. even afford a plane. You just, wherever a bus can take you in three hours is where apparently they, like, drew a little circle and are like, okay, here's our parameter. Where can we go? I don't know if this is true, but I heard that most of the travel might be in the U.S. this season. That fucking sucks. I hate that they do that to the Bachelorettes. Like, I hope I, that's not true. But I hope so, too. That's a discrepancy. For sure. Because there was so much awesome travel last season. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, TBD on that. Yeah, we'll see. So Brayden seemingly gets his like dream date. Well, this is interesting because it's like he is from San Diego. He's a Padres fan. So it does kind of seem like it's set up for him. And she says that she wanted Brayden to go on the date so that she can get some answers to some questions. 
Right. But it's like, is that really how it happened, do you think? No. Brayden just seemed like he, he always just seems like he's all about himself. I don't know. This is something that kind of annoys me low key. Like if you've done this to me and this is not shade, but just like generally, I really don't like it when people want to talk about where they lived and show you all these things. Like I just, I don't know. I'm not into it. And Brayden doing it just tracked for me. And I was like, uh, no, I don't care where you're from, Brayden. I don't care that you grew up over there. It just, it didn't, it didn't land for me. I don't feel like I know Brayden any better. I mean, on the one hand, it is good to have someone who's excited, like genuinely excited about what the experience is going to be. So I don't know if that was like a factor in him being chosen for this date, but I agree with you. Yeah. I did really love Mr. and Mrs. Lawson jerseys. Yeah, that was cute. Way to go show. This is feminism, you know, moving in the right direction. Honestly, if I thought the day was pretty rad. It'd be cool to hang out alone in a ba- like a professional baseball stadium. Yeah, play some catch. Yeah, have dinner. As long oh, as yeah. it's not too hot because it didn't look very shady. Well, I think it's actually been pretty cold when they've been filming. That's what it seems like. Because, yeah, I think filming started in like March. Yeah, so and if they had a spring like ours. I think they did. They got a lot of water. So That's why all the boys were freezing in their Speedos last oh, episode. That sucked. Let people wear clothes. Yeah, it looked pretty fun. Yeah. Did anything stick out to you about the day portion? No, not really. Yeah. I really, really quick, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate that they always fly the helicopter over the house. And I could not see who was flipping the helicopter off, but somebody was. And like, maybe not the best move, but also I get it. I'd probably flip them off. Dude, that's so (laughs) annoying. Like, why do we have to do this? I hate. Wow, is that. Do we just happen to be flying over the mansion right now? Yeah. I, I'm i sorry. I'm not here for the, like, degrading the contestants. And I just feel like that's poor form. Yeah. Um, dinner portion is what I'm really anxious to talk about with Brayden. Dude. He, okay. Before we get into the nitty gritty, I'm just going to say. Okay, okay. He is, he knows how to play his cards. Ew. Yeah. Uh, And Charity is choosing not to see what the cards are. Yeah, we'll get to that too. (laughs) I, so I don't know if you've been following the Jonah Hill text messages that have been released. Yeah, I've heard a little bit about it. I can't help but draw some parallels of like the weaponization of therapy terms and people not really understanding what that all means. And it really kind of like threw me for a loop when Brayden's like, yeah, the trauma of being cheated on and re having to relive this. And it's like, while I understand those types of things can be really difficult to work through and perhaps that is your trauma, the way that he's leveraging that to almost excuse his poor behavior or his lack of buy-in or his willing, like that he wanted to pack his bags. Like my guy, you do actually have a choice here. You don't have to be here. And if you are not ready, to experience this, you actually should leave. And it really felt like it put Charity in a weird position for him to be playing these cards where she is sort of left just being like, well, he's got one foot out the door, but also it's trauma. So I I just like, I hope she is smart enough to see through it in the end, but it just didn't sit right with me. Like, I just feel like he's not doing a good job of being fair to her. And part of being in a relationship is, 
one, being able to communicate those things, but also recognizing that like this also impacts charity. And if you can't show up the way that you should, it's not fair to charity for you to be there. Yeah. And I also think there's a couple things. I think charity might be someone who is a caretaker. I think she wants to help people. I think she wants to save people. I think she wants to support people. Mm -hmm. And so it's, so one, we know that she is attracted to Brayden. We know that there's chemistry there. And then I also think it might be a perfect storm where Brayden's like, oh, like I'm dealing with this trauma and I'm feeling triggered and like, and she's like, no, but I can like make you feel safe and happy. Like I can show up for you. Right. So he, and I don't know if he's like a mastermind, but probably not. But I feel like he's giving her just what she needs to hear to feel like she can be invested and maybe like help write his ship. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think in a weird way, they are like perfectly not perfect for each other. I think it's a bad confluence of like, you're right. I think she is somebody who wants to do that. And I think, and again, I'm with you. I don't think he's a mastermind manipulator, but people do start to pick up on manipulation that does work. Yeah. For and they sure. may not recognize that they're doing it, but I think Brayden, this has worked for him in the past. And yeah. so he's playing this card and he's playing it to the absolute right person, unfortunately. And so they're just like really working off of each other in this way that is really unhealthy. And there are a lot of red flags for me of like, you two are not it for each other. But I understand really, really wanting to rip somebody's clothes off, even though you absolutely know, like, no, this is trouble. Well, another problematic thing is that Charity said that he reminds her so much of her ex. Yes. And so she can, like, see the writing on the wall. It's like she's probably experiencing some version of what she's already experienced. And she's like, I see the red flags. I hear the bullshit. I see this is problematic, but she still is like dumb on the dick. Good. Right. And this is how you wind up in really shitty relationships for years at a time is when you're just like, well, I just have to make sure. No, no, no. If you had such a bad past relationship and this one reminds you of it, just get the fuck out. Just just go. It's not going to turn out how you want it to. You cannot expect somebody to do something different than what they are already showing you. Just know. Yeah, and so, I mean, I think Charity is smart and she's going to figure it out. For sure. But I do think Charity is enabling the bullshit. <laughs> I agree, and it's kind of a bummer. And it, I almost don't know if, like, it started with Nehemiah coming in, and this is where it can be really problematic to have a sibling come in, and I keep coming back to this, of, like, even though they really love each other, there's always that level of, like, you don't want somebody to tell you what's right when you feel differently. And I worry that there might be just like a slight chip on the shoulder of like, fuck anybody who tells me different. Well, we don't know. Maybe Nehemiah was like really anti her ex and was like, you know, fuck that guy. You can do better, Um, you know, and maybe there was like a history there. And so even though he was right, maybe she didn't want him to be right this time. I don't know. You, you never know. Right. And I think that's part of it, too, with her not being aware that he was coming in and going to provide this information. I do think even if you as somebody in a trusted circle witness something, you also have to recognize, like, is the person that I'm going to share this information with truly open and ready to receive it? 
And if not, what kind of damage am I going to inflict by sharing something that they aren't prepared to hear? And I feel like I, I don't know. We may never know. But I worry that that is part of why Brayden is sticking around. Also, he's great television. But yeah. like I just I waffle because I want her to find happiness and it is clearly not Brayden. And yet Brayden is also just bless his mess. Like yeah, he is making everything entertaining. He is absurd. <laughs> I don't know. So like many red flags. I don't know. She doesn't know, but she's into it. Yeah, let's be honest. At the end with the rose ceremony when she left after all the roses were given out, she wasn't debating whether he was staying or not. <laughs> no, she, well, I, I've been in these moments where you're kind of like, I know what the right thing to do is, but my pussy is wet and this is what I want. So <laughs> here we go. Sorry, sorry. But like, I know where she's at. Like, I get this. Like, yeah, she's, she's, she's not going to send him home. Yeah, she's not leading with her brain. No, but she has a lot of great men. She does. And that makes me really, really, really hopeful. So I'm, I'm excited about this. I feel like she's got good choices. There's a dud or two, but that's okay. That's every season. It's kind of hilarious to watch her connection with Brayden when she has so many like mature, capable men. I know. Then there's this 24 year old punk with dangly earrings. And don't, I mean, Brayden is attractive. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think he's like. I don't think he's like incredibly attractive. No. And for me too, it's really hard to witness all the immaturity. It just sucks all of his attractiveness out the window. Like just nope, nope, and nope. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, it's wild to me because there are some really good guys here that like seem like they're in a much more uh, stable position. Yeah. Having really good conversations with her, Dotton. Hello. Oh, that was so cute. Joey. I just feel like she's got people who who feel like they're perhaps better suited for her. Yeah. So. Okay, so then we do the the next group date, which was the Ken one. Yeah. Can you feel the love, I think, or something? Oh yeah. Silly. I Patty, you know what? I am so excited for Barbie. So like I'm here for this date. And I was dying at their kin suits. I actually recognized Several of the Kens. I'm so impressed. I I wrote them all down, but I think my absolute favorite uh, was birthday suit Ken. And I love John for putting that on. I feel like I've pegged him as a class clown very well. And he is, he is oh, delivering. Yeah. I don't know if there ever was actually a birthday suit Ken. I think that's just a naked Ken. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's a naked Ken with no genitalia or nipples. Absolutely. But there were some good throwbacks in there. They did a good job. Like whoever got these costumes, I feel like really, really yeah, nailed it. Yeah, they did it. their homework. What was your favorite one? Um, I think the one I remember the most, it might have been prom Ken, but it was like the sequiny tux. Yeah. Um, I also think I remember, there was one more. I do remember astronaut Ken, which, oh my gosh, Dotton looked so funny in that wig. Um, yeah, why did Dotton have to wear a wig? <laughs> Cause, cause I, maybe he, he chose it or Ken. just... I don't know. Um, I don't, I'm trying to remember if I remember any of the other ones. I don't think so. Uh, I really liked Aaron S. as Glitter Beachkin. Oh, That yeah. made me laugh with the glitter, glitter top. Um, I also just want to give Caleb like a shout out. My guy is bringing it and he is trying and Charity is not into him. And if he cannot see that at this point, I'm sorry. There's no helping him. Like, He's he's playing 
not volleyball, dodgeball really well. He's like busting out his best suit jackets. He's belting out ballads. And she just is like, nope. I know. I think he was really disappointed. He was because he's like, fuck these guys. I can sing. And then she was like, yep, yep, yep. Okay. James. Who (laughs) was Sean. That's right. Sean, who was arguably the worst singer. Yeah, I honestly think it's just because he kissed her, but also didn't Dotton bring her up on stage? Yeah. I didn't quite understand why also, Sean Also, Dotton won. had such good lyrics. Like, he understood the assignment. Yeah. He, he was really, what was he saying? Charity, you are the sun? I don't know. Like, he really incorporated it in well, whereas everybody else's lyrics were just like, you guys are lame. I mean, Sean literally sang about golfing. Like, he's gross. He is gross. And he he equated himself to what's who's playing Ken and Barbie? Oh my god, Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Gosling. Yeah. You you are not Ryan Gosling. You are like 50 steps from being Ryan Gosling. Several miles. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ew. I hated that and I hated the way he rolled into the house after getting that one on one. So cocky and full of himself. Also though, I was so disappointed. Aaron S. has been bringing it. I know. Until this moment where he has the audacity to provide us with only two options of men. Rich or the obnoxious outdoor guy. And like honestly, hard pass on both. But if I have to choose between those two, you best believe I want the person who is going to provide me wine, food, and shopping. (laughs) Sorry, I don't care, bro, that you can jet ski, water ski, any kind of ski, like. It was a moment ew. where I was like, wow, you are so threatened by this blonde douchebag. <laughs> yeah, and also just like showing his whole ass in the process too. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I'm honestly good. You should have gone. That needed to happen. Well, he's gone now. Yeah, that was a real bummer to have that kind of transpire that way. But I did. We, we called it. We knew. I will say the guys that are complaining about not getting time, like get off your ass and dude, they all just out. sit there. Yeah, like, like what did you expect to happen? I mean, yeah, it was really obnoxious when, you know, Sean comes in, super annoying, gets banned from the couch, but then as soon as Charity arrives, he's like, "Hey, let's go talk." Like that's exactly what you got to do. Don't dick around. Yeah, like you are projecting your own bullshit onto the situation. If you want time with Charity, you have to go steal her. You have to make it happen. You don't wait for Charity to pull you. Ew. Yeah, that's... No. So... Ew. Yeah. I I respect the guys being really irritated with Sean because I was too. Yeah. But also, like, none of them really impressed me in that moment either or did anything to really, like, change their situation. She supposedly picked him because he was assertive and kissed her in front of the crowd and made her feel desired. So if that's what she's looking for, then you need to pay attention and you need to do that. Right. Because that also worked out really well for Joey with the other date is like really engage her. She's a words of affirmation person. Like talk to her. Really Make eye contact. Yeah. Let her feel special. And I feel like a lot of these guys are not doing that. No. But I did love it when she pulled Dotton and she took him to her room. Very cute. Yeah. And like he... She's beautiful. We don't even need to talk about it. And Dotton didn't. And I love the way that he spoke to her about like the type of woman that she is and how much he sees her and appreciates that about her and is like really excited 
about what their future could hold. Like that was so good to hear. And she loved it. I loved it. She's choking up. Uh. Well, he actually listed out attributes. Like he's paying attention. He's learning about her. He's seeing if he can see a future with her based on, you know, who, who he is and who she is. Like he's taking this so seriously. And I think it was nice to see that she like felt so special in that moment and seen and safe. And it does kind of the contrast with the conversations with some of the other guys. It's like, ah, oh, Dotton's here for the right reasons. Like Dotton, he's, he is, he's one to watch. Dude, I just got lucky that I think I saw him in one of the later episodes, like walking on the beach. And that I <sighs> guessed that because I, I, you know, he hasn't really made like a ton of appearances, but the times that he has shown up has been like gold. Dude, my team, I lost 50% of my team this week. Mm. <laughs> Don't act like you're sad for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I had Warwick, which we'll get to soon. Oh my God. And then. Um, I forgot you had Warwick. Yeah. And then James. James is an absolute travesty that he went home. I do feel like he has every right to be pissed at Sean pissed at Aaron B. Like, James, I do, I mean, I I get it. Maybe she didn't have the connection, but at the same time, I feel like, really, you sent James home over some of these other guys I that are still- James was cute. I did too. And he seemed just like a normal guy. A lawyer who picked apples. Great combo. Yeah, come on. What are we even doing, Charity? But that's okay. That's her decision. But also, I'm sorry that <laughs> Yeah, home. so now all I have is Brayden, which is like a ticking time bomb, and Xavier. So Xavier better fucking win it all. Dude, he knitted her a scarf. <laughs> I will say it's been a slow burn. Like, we haven't seen a lot of Xavier. But when I saw him knitting on the bus, I was like, yes. And then when he gave it, or knitting or crocheting, I'm not sure. And then when he gave it to her, I was like, Xavier, yes, we're, we're going to be fine. Just keep knitting. His color choices, maybe not the best, yeah, but also. It was kind of like a weird, like, baby poop gray color. Dude, I know. It's like what people paint their walls when they don't want to be offensive, you know? (laughs) I know, but it's still sweet. I loved it. I loved that he did that for her and had, like, that is hard to take on a hobby and then to share it with somebody if you're not feeling yeah, like super secure. Yeah, he never made anything for anyone. That's so sweet. I don't know, Xavier. We're in it to win it, okay, my guy? I have good vibes <laughs> from him. I think he's somebody to keep an eye on too. He does seem like he's in it for the right reasons and he's really into her and she seems really into him too. I also feel like he's staying in his own lane. You know what I mean? He is just knitting, keeping his head down. That is so important. Doesn't want to get involved. <laughs> no, which is smart. Don't get involved. Um, yeah. Anything else about that that date that you want to? No, I think that's it. Cool. Well, Warwick, my dude. Oh my god. What in the actual fuck? There's nothing to even talk about because nothing happened. Okay. Well, I would like to rewind all the way to the beginning where we <laughs> saw him. Thank you. Doing push-ups, chest to the floor. Why are people doing push-ups with their elbows out at 90 degrees? Like, who taught people to do push-ups? I don't think anyone's taught them to do a push-up. And why do these men have amazing physiques when they don't know shit about fitness? That makes me mad. (laughs) I do so many push-ups and I do not have the arms that these men have. Genetics. Testosterone. Testosterone. Okay. But then we can go back. Warwick 
his little introduction, like the guys were all really shocked that he got that one on one. Like nobody knew anything about him. And, you know, Aaron S. wasn't wrong. Like the guy who sits back and quietly observes and takes stuff in can be like definitely somebody that you want to be yeah, wary of. Uh, but that was not Warwick. He's just been asleep the whole time. Yeah. Uh, you know, the date seemed really fun. I would love to get dressed up and go have an amusement park all to myself and just like. Apparently it just made him tired. I do have to wonder what time. It's, yeah, because it was a night date. Right. And how much revenue is the park really going to miss out on? So like what an amusement park maybe closes 930, 10. So is it possible that that date did not start till, you know, late at night? Jess would also be tired. Dude, yeah. I like I feel for him to some extent of like I too would just like fall asleep in the car and I'd be grumpy about it. But also his total inability to communicate. Oh God, it was so uncomfortable. It was. And Forget. I think we've all had those dates. I experienced this, I think more in high school where you're like trying to talk to guys and they're just like, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I'm Man. not thinking about anything. He was not meeting her anywhere. Like at all. Like what even, what, why is he on this show? Like what happened? Because clearly know. this was just a mistake. You this think was, it was like a dare? He doesn't seem like that kind of guy. Like, I don't know. Did, well, what like, kind of guy does he seem like? We don't know anything about him. I don't know. Very aloof. <laughs> well taken care of by his mom. Like, I just don't know how guys like that, like, make it in this world. Because he just seemed to not, he didn't seem into charity. He didn't seem interested in trying. He didn't even seem, like, uncomfortable or stressed about it. He was just, like, rolling with it. He's just like, yeah, what the fuck ever. Like, I'm here. Yeah, he was not engaged in conversation at all. She was, And I think he thought that they were both having a good time. I'm speechless. Yeah. Wild. Like, what, didn't he at one point say, I think Charity's like digging it. Yeah. Like, do you think you're just showing up and your good looks and smile is enough to carry things through? Maybe that's all he's had to do in the past. I would not be surprised. We have, we both admitted he is very cute. Yeah, that's why he's on my top four. It would be, I think especially, <sighs> I don't know how old he is, but you know, if you're dating people in your early 20s, like I, women, I would have very easily been bamboozled by that. Yeah. I definitely would have taken him on a one-on-one -on -one date. <laughs> yeah. So like, I really just felt for Charity and she was trying all of her best moves to really draw it out of him, like whatever she could. I will say, I wouldn't expect a guy to scoop ice cream for me. I'm fine scooping my own ice cream. Yeah, I don't. I would like when like, she's like, um, he could be a gentleman. It's like, I don't know if I necessarily would have thought to do that. Yeah, but I think she just was desperate for anything. That's fair. That's fair. But also, I'm with you. Like, I want to feel my like put it a mile high. Yeah, like I want to control the portion size of like scoop to cone ratio, and I probably want like three different flavors. Yeah, and you've got to mix that correctly. Yeah, I'm really particular about how that ice cream cone would go together. So I personally would need to do that myself. <laughs> also, I do not need the judgment of anybody else when I'm like more. more yeah, I'll just do it myself. More. Thank you. Yeah, give it to me. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't feel her there. But that jacket might have been kind of in the way too, though. That's that was fair. a very fluffy jacket. And like my sleeves get in shit and I hate it. Ew. Nobody likes getting their sleeves and stuff. Yeah. But like that kind of… Girl, just take your jacket off for a second. I don't know. Yeah, muscle that ice cream. But like he couldn't even tell her what his favorite flavor was. Like he could not even pull it out of like anything. 
it's like, is he really nervous? Is he really introverted? Is he on drugs? Really tired? Is he on drugs? Is he not into her? I don't know. I don't know either. It was so hard to tell, but yet he did not seem uncomfortable. No, he didn't. He seemed totally chill, totally relaxed at ease, like no Like the silence stress. was not awkward to him. Yeah, they needed to play that music out loud for him <laughs> so that he understood how awkward it was for us. Because like I was dying. That was another one of those moments where I'm like, I want to pause. And I'm like, no, you just have to finish. Like don't pause. Gotta plow through. <laughs> just do something else for a second. I just felt for Charity. And I'm really glad that she saw the writing on the wall. And she's like, you know what? This isn't. this. No, we're on two different pages. Man, he got in that car and immediately fell asleep. But not before repeating exactly what he, what Charity had said to him and like playing it off as like, oh yeah, that's right. We're just on two different pages. Like one, that's the most we've heard him say. And it wasn't even an original thought. At least he was listening. Yeah. <laughs> but the yawning and the falling asleep, like I just can't, I don't know. I... Part of me gets it because if it's late into the morning, you know, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., whatever it might have been, I would also be very tired. But also, I think I have enough respect for people around me in my situation and circumstances that, like, I would have tried to rally. I hope he's on the men tell all so that we can get, like, a follow-up, like, just a couple follow-up questions on, like, what the fuck happened there. Yeah, what was that? Were you just, like, overwhelmed and couldn't hang? Did you just not give a shit? Are you unwell? Like, do you have an illness? Like, Are of you, any kind? Like, do you have narcolepsy? Yeah, what happened? <laughs> Amusement parks make you tired. Okay. Fair, but <laughs> I'm not sure I buy it. I just, I don't know. It was wild, man. Wild. I have never seen anything like that before. All right. So then what's the next one? that it? I think that's- Rose ceremony? Oh, oh, the cocktail party. Cocktail party. Yeah. So this is where Aaron B, right? Yep. Aaron B, um, while they were at the hotel or something, Brayden is running his fucking mouth and saying he's not ready for an engagement and he doesn't know how anyone can be ready for an engagement and yada, yada, yada. Brayden would do well to just shut up for a Dude, little bit. Dude, like have some self-awareness. You're <laughs> like, what? Yeah, that was wild. And then when he went and saw Charity, man, it kills me how into him she is. She loved his earrings. So like, even though we agree Brayden's fashion choices aren't great, he's trying. And I love that. And I love that Charity is receiving it well. So like, guys, if you're listening and you want to step out with your fashion choices, like, Try some dangly earrings. Put on your Do scarves. It. Yeah, like lean into that and like be willing to make kind of mistakes on on that stuff. Although it does sort of feel like maybe Brayden just does it for attention. Yeah. I just like, I'm not even sure that Brayden is like really even leaning into his own fashion choices, but… Still do it. Don't let Brayden be the reason that you're deterred. Do it. <laughs> it's working for him with charity. So. Oh, she's all over it. They made out… Just like, I don't know, they're, she's into him. And then Aaron B. decides it is up to him to protect Charity from Brayden's intentions and that he has to tell Charity about what Brayden said. 
Yeah. Okay. It is not your job to protect her. No, it's one thing. And again, the type of information matters. You know, if if he's got an abusive past, if there are like legitimate red flags, like, yeah, maybe maybe you need to go talk to her. But like, I'm sorry, Braden's immaturity and just like running his mouth. Let Charity figure that out. Yeah, you do not. She just she's not depending on you to save her in this situation. She is a smart, mature, capable woman. She will figure shit out on her own. Yeah. And like I was telling you before we started recording, and if she doesn't, cool. You know what, Aaron B? Not who you want to be with. There you go. Like, give this woman some agency, some autonomy, some ability to be smart and make her own decisions and let her make them without you imposing your views onto her. I really hate that. And I hated that with Adrian, too. Like, that really not a good move. And it's not a good move this week either. Also, what did you say? Snitches dig ditches? Yeah, that was a, a guest on uh, Love to See It. They've got, she's, I man, I should have written down her name, but they've got a podcast where five black women host it and talk about The Bachelorette. And she had said that. And I was like, that is brilliant. I love that phrase. Snitches dig ditches, which is a little better than snitches get stitches. Cause like, okay guys, no physical violence. But like, yeah, you dig your own grave. Like you are really not making things good for yourself when you do that for so many reasons. You have such little time with charity. You are such a dumbass if you make that about someone else. Especially when I get like, I think Meatball did that with somebody. And, oh, yeah. And that kind of made sense because like Meatball wasn't getting time. He saw the writing on the wall. He knew. He just wanted to throw her a solid and just be like, hey, look, I don't think this is working. That was like his Hail Mary. For sure. But like Aaron B. Had a legitimate connection with her. She was into him. She had fun on that date. She was like, oh, handsy. She was talking about their future. She was like, there was no reason for Aaron to do that. On top of that, Brayden already has a rose. Like, this is not the week for it anyway. Like, that was just so... Dumb. It was dumb, (laughs) and it felt like it was so self-serving. Wasn't thought out at all. No. And just, I don't know. And then I hate that, like, I kind of agreed with Brayden of, like, why would you do that? But thankfully, Brayden just really (laughs) ran his mouth and and got me back to, like, oh. You're like, oh, okay, okay. uh, We're back on hate Brayden. But, like... I don't know what Aaron B thought that like, I understand that the house collectively was shitting on Brayden, but like it never, people don't appreciate losing time with the lead. And this will always lead to people losing time with the lead. Yeah. And so now not only did you waste your time with Charity talking about someone else. So now her mind is still on Brayden, but a lot of your bros have lost their time because you went and ran your mouth. Yeah. And so it's also (laughs) affecting your relationship with the men who you're going to be spending all the time with. Yeah, it's just a no circumstances is a good move. I think it's a little different when collectively everybody comes together and is like, we think this person is really bad for you and we don't want them here. I think that happened with Jamie in... That happened on Katie's season. Right, who was with that? With the guy that's engaged to Becca Oh, Thomas. Now. That was too bad too because that being... The house collectively being the bully can really be a bad thing. Yeah, that was a little crazy in but hindsight. But then I think the situation with Jamie that played out in Michelle's season made a little more sense and all of the guys were like, this is this is not good. The way that he's talking about Michelle, the, like everything that was going on. So if collectively the house supports that, that's one thing. But if you're just going to go rogue, I mean, good like, luck. Hasta luego. 
Yeah. Although I am shocked that he stayed. Aaron B? Yeah. Oh, I'm not. But I mean, she's into him. Yeah, she's into him. But I think that he probably shot himself in the foot. For sure. Nobody that's ever Because now narked. he's going to be associated with the drama. Absolutely. And there's no extricating yourself from it, too, once you're in it. Never get involved in the drama. Yeah. Like, now, even if you don't want to talk about it, she might ask you about it. Yep. She wants to know. Yeah. Like, tell me what's going on. What now you you're just Brayden an saying? informant. You're not yeah. a lover. Yeah. Let's talk about Brayden. <laughs> Ew. And then Brayden just handled that so poorly. Like, his projection was wild. And I hated his Will Smith reference. Yeah, like, that was okay, bad. enough. We're done. We're not talking about this anymore. Just like Brayden also that was different. <laughs> and also, I'm not surprised. <laughs> he keeps evoking movies, Hollywood, like which is also kind of giving me like light pink flags of just like I just am not. It's also so much like bro, like the way he talks, bro, bro, bro. I can't I can't even like try to recreate. I can't either. I dog, what up? Uh, <laughs> what? He is he talks like he's 16. He does. He comes off like he's 16. There's just something about him where like this level of immaturity, I'm not here for it. Okay, I so he was in the military. I don't know which branch. Yeah. But I think he might have spent like a lot of time with men. Oh, for sure he has. Because I feel like he almost doesn't know how to turn off like the guy talk. Yeah. And I do find it really frustrating slash interesting that he talks to the guys one way and then like really spins it a different way of a charity. And that's always such like a red yeah. flag for me of like, I understand. And like, I mean, to be fair, there are different types of people that I talk differently with for sure. But the messaging, like being consistent with your messaging, especially when it's involving a relationship or you know, some, whether it's a colleague, a friend, whatever, you want to be consistent in what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. And he's not. He's really spinning it depending on who he's talking to. And, and that's always just like, that's dirty. That's sneaky. I'm not a fan of that. It's bitten him in the ass twice and he's not learning from his mistakes. Well, to be fair, like you said, charity in a way is just kind of also letting it pass. Yeah, he's fair. He's getting away he's with getting it. He's getting attention. He's getting attention. And that's what really irks me is like, I don't get the sense that he's into charity and I hate it because he knows what to say to her to make her feel special and like she's getting attention. But it's not about charity. I think any hot woman could be sitting there. And that's a travesty because charity is incredible. Yeah. And he's like not getting that. I think it's a it's like the fact that he's getting attention from the one person all the men want it from. Yes. He's, he's treating it like a competition. Yeah. He's winning. Yeah. Which also sort of like, Makes sense why he brings up the idea of like not being comfortable with her dating 20 men and, you know, having issues with this. And it's like, okay, bro, then get off the show. What did you think you were signing up for? But he's loving that he's, in a sense, winning. He's definitely going to paradise, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no way. No way is Brayden not going to be a part of this franchise on the beach. Brayden on the beach is going to be everything. Yeah. If he's not on the beach, I don't even know what we're going to do. He was made for the beach. He's going to be so messy. So messy. I love it when we get these guys and they go to the beach. That's the most fun. Logan going to the beach, my favorite. Yeah, the fuck boys all end up on the beach. Yeah, they do. Uh, who was it that was in Clayton season that was the villain that ended up being really fun on the beach? Um. Blonde. Shanae. Shanae. 
Yeah, that, she was fun on the beach. Yeah, people who are house villains or like don't do well in these situations do, seem to do a lot better on the beach when like all bets are off and dating anybody is open for discussion. Yeah. So. Um. So we lost James. We lost Aaron S. Who else did we lose? Oh, yep. Who else did we lose? I wrote this down. We lost Adrian, Aaron S., James, and Warwick. Wow. Adrian just faded out into the night after all the drama. Yeah, so what do we want to bet that uh, Aaron B probably goes home soon yeah. too? Because like it just, yeah, no, no way is that going to work out. How much longer do you think Brayden's on the show? I don't know. I'm really conflicted about this because my heart is like this guy's bad for charity, but she needs to figure it out. But also, I don't want him, and he should go. But then also, he's really good TV, and the longer <laughs> he stays, the better. It's more fun to watch. It's so much more more fun fun to watch. watch. (laughs) As long as it doesn't end in tragedy for charity, I'm really good with like problematic people kind of hanging around for a little bit. Um, So yeah, I don't know. I hope the next couple episodes, but I could also, he better mind his P's and Q's or he's going to be gone. Well, I don't think he's that smart, so he probably won't. So it'll be more so can charity you know, like put up with the bullshit or is she going to ax him? Yeah. What do you think? How long do you think he's got? I feel like because she made the connection that he reminds her of her ex, I feel like his time might be shorter. Yeah, I think so too when she's when she can sit with that and think that through a little bit more and what that means and the recognition that she's got Joey and Doughton, Doughton, Aaron B, Xavier, like she does have a lot of people that she is really, really into. But I also worry that when you're traveling and you're not really having to face reality, it's easy to not worry about the things you should be worrying about. Yeah. And sometimes, too, it can end up being a matter of like because circumstances are different and she is traveling, right? Like she's doing all these different things like there could be this belief that it's a different relationship altogether. And so she should see how it goes. And I just hope she doesn't do that at the expense of all these other guys. And I do think that, and we talked a little bit about this last time, but Brayden is, whether he knows it or not, is shifting the power dynamic so that Charity is worried about him versus him being worried about Charity. I hate that. So I think that that's an actual, (laughs) like right now, I don't think Charity is the one that's holding all the cards I, I think Brayden is completely. and I think that she wants his approval I think she wants him to be like ready I think she wants him to be invested I think like she's so like focused on getting what she wants from him instead of like paying attention to like you shouldn't have to feel that way yeah I agree I agree completely I don't even have anything to add to that that's very well said so well, it she has to flip that you she does. I mean? She's got to take that power back. Yeah. So if she takes the power back, I think he might be gone after that. But if she doesn't take the power back, I think he'll be around for a while. Yeah. Hopefully she's got good people in her ear as she films and, you know, can kind of help her just like not necessarily in her ear of like, I don't want the protective like bullshit that happens, but it is helpful to have people that you trust and that you can talk things through with and kind of just like work out your own shit because you need some space to to think and sometimes having people that you trust that you can talk to can allow you to do that. Yeah, totally. 
But time will tell. In the meantime, we've got very entertaining television. We have faith in you, Charity. You're going to do the right thing. She is. She's going to do the right thing. You can take as long as you want to get there, though. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's keep him through hometowns. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Okay. Drama rating? Hmm. I don't know. What are you thinking for this one? I feel like it wasn't super dramatic, but it was fun. I don't know. I'd probably give it like a five. Okay. I'm going to say four. That's fair. I waffled. But like for me, the Sean drama was kind of obnoxious and like yeah, Brayden being really intense about something. So for me, I definitely feel like a five, five tracks. I think that it's funny that we flipped. I, I do think that there was more drama just with the like, you know, Brayden using trauma and kind of leveraging that to justify his wishy-washiness and tra-la-la, the Sean of it all. The Sean of it all. <laughs> what a douche. I don't know. It's a solid four, but I respect the five. Yeah. So we're excited for next week. Yeah, I'm very excited. I hope the show continues to be a joy. So and until next time. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Drama Bonded is produced and hosted by Mandy Booth and Jessica Brumbaugh. Our production manager and editor is Solomon Brumbaugh. Our theme music is by Joe Waters. You can find more of his music streaming on the EP Jupiter Daywatch. Music vocals by Mandy Booth. Graphic designer is Pitchin House. Thank you.